conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show, conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. Many of you, like me, I'm sure, have to be amazed at times when watching what's going on today here in the USA and other parts of the world. How could it be in my beloved country that a bunch of hardcore leftists have been able to substantially take control of our government and usher in a Marxist revolution on America that we recognize ultimately means the country's destruction and our enslavement? When you look at all the all he and his administration and handlers have said and done since he's been installed in the White House. There's no question in my mind that Joe Biden is, as one commentator put it, bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party, at least to a, a large extent. I know we hear always standing up to the Chinese Party, but you always hear all this conciliatory stuff. We want competition, not confrontation, on and on and on. <clears throat> And Joe Biden is their servant, has been their servant, the CCP's servant, along with their minions in the Communist Party USA and the rest of the communist left in America. Remember that with communists and those who serve and support them, like Biden and company, what they mean in reality is usually the opposite of what they say publicly. Despite his constant lies and trickery, Joe Biden, while he declares that America is back, in reality, means America is back to being destroyed. At least that's how I see it. I'm sure millions others as well, of others do as well. When he self-righteously claims in a re-election campaign video that he is fighting for our personal freedom, he actually has been tasked with our enslavement. Not only is Joe Biden firmly aligned with the communist left nationally and internationally today, but even more important, he is also aligned with their extremely powerful allies, the globalists and oligarchs who have immense business, have had immense business with communist China. And Biden serves these so-called globalist billionaire and millionaire class very well. These are a small group of staggeringly wealthy individuals working behind the scenes and not so behind the scenes to steer our country into the hands of the American political left and ultimately, their true masters, the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Why would these fabulously wealthy people, fabulously wealthy people, be doing this? You ask. Well, as it turns out, for a number of reasons. In some cases, it's that ultra wealthy people are drunk with their own power and sense of self-importance, and having been brainwashed themselves by our now largely leftist-dominated pop culture and educational establishments. They believe they are actually saving us from ourselves. That is, they believe some kind of totalitarian world government must be imposed on us and our wealth and property taken from us and redistributed to the rest of the world for the ultimate good of humanity. But not the wealth of these fabulously rich globalists and oligarchs who incredibly seem to actually believe that under this supposedly inevitable totalitarian world government, they will keep their wealth and power. Well, some of them may, at least to begin with. Depends on who they're aligned with there in the uh, 
coming new world order, as they call it. Another reason is these super rich people have been milking staggering profits from the rape of the Chinese people, Chinese economy, and Chinese environment for many years now and are desperate to continue that, while at the same time satisfying themselves that they are ultimately saving the world through imposing draconian green environmental insanity here in the USA, such as the government-led push to totally eliminate use of fossil fuels here in the coming years. And still another reason in these is these millionaires and billionaires create crises like the ridiculous supposed world climate emergency, invest heavily in those industries and emerging technologies employed to fight climate change, and thus profit immensely from it. This is made clear in the new book, Controlagarchs, Exposing the Billionaire Class, Their Secret Deals, and the Globalist Plot to Dominate Your Life, by Seamus Bruner, Director of Research at the Government Accountability Institute. You might be familiar with other books by the Institute's president, Peter Schweitzer, including Clinton Cash and Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China Win. None of the things in those two books that I've read have ever been disputed. None of the facts laid out and assertions made there. I've just purchased and am reading Controlagarchs. To make my point here, let me read just a few paragraphs from the book. These are from page 99 of the book's chapter four, titled The Power Grab, and appear under the subheading, The More Pain, The More Profit. Quote, since the second half of 2020, the timely investments made by global political leaders, major banks, and multinational corporations have paid off in spectacular fashion. Jet-setting billionaires such as Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, I'm sorry, George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk hold tens of billions of dollars in solar and wind power companies, electric vehicle manufacturers, rechargeable lithium battery technology, and the software that could use green energy smart grids as a tool for behavioral control. Politicians such as Joe Biden are downstream from these massive financial interests, and many of them are true believers in the endless studies produced by the billionaire-funded climate change think tanks. The science that Biden and the bureaucrats frequently invoke has been effectively trademarked and weaponized. End quote. Elon Musk is fairly popular among the political right and has been <clears throat> rightly lauded recently for some of his actions and statements on free speech and the constitutional freedom and other constitutional freedoms. And Brunner gives Musk mixed reviews in his book, at least in what I've read so far. But it's evident that Musk walks a fine line when dealing with China, where he's had major manufacturing interests and sales of his electric vehicles. I find this new book an eye-opening expose on people and interests behind the events of our day, although I was aware of a lot of what he's talking about before I read the book, but before I started reading the book, I should say. Getting back to Joe Biden. It's also evident that old Joe would have difficulty escaping his image as a longtime sleazy politician on the take peddling influence of the offices he's held with many governments and corrupt individuals around the world, as well as being plainly beholden to the CCP, who have lined Biden family members' pockets for tens of millions of dollars that we know of. 
So as commentator Victor David Hansen recently observed, who in their right mind would have done the indefensible things Biden has done, such as abandoning Afghanistan suddenly, which left thousands of Afghans working with the U.S. there to their fates with the terrorist Taliban Islamists, as well as leaving behind billions of dollars worth of -of state-of-the-art U.S. military equipment and weapons, along with a former U.S. airbase at Bagram, only 400 miles from the Chinese border. While these things can't reasonably be defended among Biden's critics, many brainwashed Americans still would try. And yes, Biden donors, including the CCP, greatly benefited. It's all not so crazy when you consider who Biden serves. Other Biden seemingly stupid, incompetent, or strange foreign and domestic policies may be difficult to defend in the eyes of many people. But as I said, when viewed in context, in the context of who and what he serves, there is a method to his madness. And yes, of course, Biden is suffering from encroaching dementia, but I don't believe he's been given enough credit for his actions since he's a long time, while a corrupt politician, he's also been quite savvy. He's been involved in politics and American government for decades, and he knows the system very well. And he's, he's backed by much of the nation's political, financial, and other societal establishments, bizarre as that may appear on his face. Think about it. The Biden administration's helping, ostensibly for humanitarian purposes, our dedicated enemy, the Iranian government, to amass tens of billions of dollars to fund international Islamic terrorist organizations such as Hamas, and thus enable the October 7 terrorist onslaught and genocide in Israel and most likely more 9-11 style attacks on the U.S. This, again, greatly benefits China, longtime close ally of Iran, Hamas, and other terrorist Iranian proxy organizations. The Biden administration is pushing the use of potentially harmful vaccines as the only way to supposedly protect against the ailments, protect against ailments like COVID-19, is also very profitable for vaccine manufacturers in China and the U.S., And for those among our super rich who've heavily invested in these companies. Likewise, transgenderism is now a multi-billion dollar industry in the U.S. with the drugs and uh, surgeries flying there too. This same can be said for the government's seemingly all-out effort to completely ban use of fossil fuels in the next few years in America along with purchase, ownership, and use of gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles in favor of a massive forced switch by Americans to so-called clean energy electric vehicles, which in reality are anything but clean energy when you look at the horrible pollution caused by the mining and manufacture of their parts. Here's commentary in an audio version of an article appearing on the EpochTimes.com website December 4. It's titled, Communist China is Using Climate to Subvert the United States. Play soundbite one, please. Communist China is Using Climate to Subvert the United States, Analyst. The Chinese communist regime has laid out the strategy to take over the United States as the world's dominant power by 2049. Meanwhile, the United States is reducing its national security by voluntarily making itself more dependent on the green energy that China dominates, analysts say.
China is using climate to subvert the United States, Steve Malloy, a senior legal fellow at the Energy and Environment Legal Institute, said in a recent interview on Epic TV's American Thought Leaders. China has gotten the United States and Western Europe and really all the developed countries hooked on green technology, Mr. Malloy said. At the heart of this alternative energy are technologies including wind turbines, solar panels, and electric vehicles, which are reliant on certain critical raw materials, such as graphite and rare earth elements. For many of these materials, China the United States' top adversary is the world's major supplier and processor. I think their strategy is to get the Western world dependent on China for technology, Mr. Malloy said. It's a fighting without fighting. Chinese Monopoly Mr. Malloy cited an example of rare earths, a group of 17 elements that China has a near-global monopoly on. And all these rare earths go into wind technology and solar technology, EVs, as well as our cell phones and computers, Mr. Malloy said. The whole world really depends on China for this. Minerals that fall under this label actually aren't that rare. In fact, the United States Geological Survey described rare earths as relatively abundant. It's just that they're present in soil at very low concentrations. So you have to strip mine do this, Mr. Malloy explained. A reason that the West stopped mining rare earths, according to Mr. Malloy, is the environmental pressure, as such practices are notoriously polluting. But you can strip mine in China. They have no environmental regulations, he said. So China has volunteered to do this. Now China accounts for 70% of global rare earth mine production, according to data compiled by the USGS. According to a 2019 study by consultancy firm Atomus Intelligence, China at the time accounted for 85% of the global capability to transform these mined minerals into usable forms for manufacturers. The United States imports most of its rare earths from China, though that sole reliance has eased in recent years. From 2018 to 2021, China was responsible for 74% of rare earths imported to the United States, down from 80% between 2014 and 2017, the USGS data shows. The Chinese regime has floated the idea of cutting off supplies of these materials that are crucial to the U.S. economy. In 2019, amid the peak of the U.S. China trade war, China's powerful state planning agency threatened to limit the sale of rare earths to the United States after President Donald Trump blacklisted Huawei, a Chinese telecom giant with close ties to the regime's military. That was not the first time the regime used its monopoly over critical metals to gain leverage. In 2010, the Chinese regime temporarily blocked the export of rare earths to Japan as tensions between the two Asian powers escalated over disputed islands following the arrest of a Chinese captain. Growing U.S. Dependence Mr. Malloy expressed concerns over the Biden administration's push to transition the nation toward energy sources that China dominates. President Joe Biden has unveiled federal rules aimed at ending the purchase of gas-powered vehicles by 2035. California is banning light-duty gas-powered cars, while other states, like Virginia and New Jersey, are moving in that direction. 
It's extremely frustrating to see our politicians with these wind mandates, and solar mandates, and EV mandates, Mr. Malloy said. Where are the EVs going to come from? How are we going to make them if we don't have a good relationship with China? The risk of relying on a communist regime for those key elements was in focus once again when Beijing announced export controls on graphite, which is essential for powering electronic vehicles. China controls over 65% of the world's supply of graphite. The restriction will ban Chinese exporters from shipping natural and artificial graphite and their products from December 1st, unless companies obtain licenses. The regime's order came just three days after Washington unveiled new curbs on semiconductor exports to Beijing. China's Ministry of Commerce said its order was to safeguard national security and interests, but U.S. lawmakers called the restriction the latest evidence of the Chinese Communist Party's weaponization of trade over supply chain choke points. China is the sole producer of the refined graphite that goes into every EV battery, Mr. Malloy noted. So if China, right now, were to stop exporting refined graphite, there would be no EV batteries made. While some concerned companies and governments in the West have sought to get into the graphite market, Mr. Malloy suggested it takes years to build up an industry in which China already has a decades-long lead. The way the CCP approaches the world is completely different from that of the Westerners, Mr. Malloy said contending that not so many on Capitol Hill appear to understand the regime's strategy, especially in the green technology sector. China's avowed goal is to be the lone global superpower by 2049, while the United States is accelerating the nation's transition to green energy technology and aiming to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050, Mr. Malloy said. We're actually kind of working in the same direction as the CCP. We have this geopolitical rival out there, if not a mortal enemy, called China, Mr. Malloy said. We are making ourselves more economically dependent on them. China is going to own us very soon, if they don't already. And we're going to be helpless. Here's commentary on the Biden administration's policies aiding Iran and Hamas. From conservative radio and TV commentator Mark Levin. It's from the Mark Levin radio program, November 30. Please play soundbite two. Biden and Blinken keep pouring billions and billions and billions more into the coffers of these Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. They only had $4 billion on hand when Donald Trump left office. Now they have tens of billions. And they're using that money to produce weapons for Russia. They're selling their oil mostly to China, and they're making tens of billions of dollars for which they are funding terrorism against Israel, terrorism against the United States, terrorism against anybody that doesn't agree with them, and, of course, funding the attacks on American forces overseas for which they're not paying any prices. Well, I've been saying over and over again it's time for the Republicans, particularly in the House, to do something about it, and they have an excellent speaker of the House, quite frankly. He's a good man. They've tried to destroy him, have the media, because he's a faithful Christian. He's a born-again Christian. And, you know, if you're born-again Christian or you're an Orthodox Jew or you're a faithful Catholic, you're a religious extremist. This coming from the Marxists and the other reprobates in the media. 
But the vote in the House just now was 307 to 119, one present, eight not voting, on House Bill 5961, titled No Funds for Iranian Terrorism Act. Ninety Democrats joined the Republicans. Now, what's interesting is that means over 120 Democrats voted against it. But 90 is a big number, I suppose. And uh, 307, that's a significant majority. So now this bill goes immediately to the United States Senate, where Chuck Schumer is in control of the daily agenda, of whether votes are scheduled or not. Now, obviously, the Republicans in the Senate have some power, too. They can shut that damn place down until there's a vote on this thing. They certainly can, and they must. They've got to show some strength, for God's sakes. I mean, the House can't do all the lifting under our system. It's one part of the bicameral Congress. And if it got to the floor, I'm sure it would pass. But what this does is, among other things, it exposes the Hamas wing of the Democrat Party, and it exposes those who have moral integrity and those who don't. From what I could see, no vote has yet been scheduled on this bill in the U.S. Senate. As you must know, since Biden was installed as our president, the U.S. border has been thrown wide open with millions of unvetted people from around the world allowed to walk right into the USA. I just saw an estimate by, I think it was the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, that this fiscal year, some 3.75 million illegal aliens, illegal aliens are pouring and will pour into the USA, up considerably from last year, and continuing to grow with no end in sight. Are you stupid enough to think this madness is for humanitarian reasons? As I see it, it's only too obvious that this staggering mass illegal immigration is meant to lead, again, to the utter destruction of America as we have known it. As these millions become tens of billions, these people are intended to take over America. Then your wealth, your property, will be forcibly confiscated, just as has been predicted by the World Economic Forum, the WEF, in that video they put out a year or two ago. That's the one that made 10 predictions for 2030, number one of which is, quote, you will own nothing and you will be happy, end quote. That's right. We're all going to be happy slaves of the totalitarian globalist oligarch elites with chips in our brains to control us and our wealth given to others as our masters see fit. And these are people, the very powerful, very rich elites from Western nations, business people, financial people, government elites. In case you didn't know, the WF is the organization that holds the annual meeting at the Swiss resort town of Davos, where world, as I said, world business, government, and other societal elites worship China and plot how they are going to rule the world. I just the other day heard WEF President Klaus Schwab declare that by 2030, there will be no private vehicles on the roads. They seem quite serious about this. It doesn't make any sense. You think, well, well, these people that are all that rich, they're planning all this stuff. They think they're going to keep their wealth too? Apparently they do. It's interesting that Seamus Brunner in, in the book Controlligarchs makes the statement that 
the WEF was instrumental in helping communist China, the communist Chinese party set up their current economic system with its heavy emphasis on state-owned enterprises. And of course, with the WEF, it's referred to as stakeholder capitalism in the words of Klaus Schwab himself. And it's turning out to be a disaster for the Chinese, but uh, that doesn't seem to deter them at Davos. There's been a huge increase lately of Chinese nationals among the thousands daily streaming across our borders. Many of them military-age males. In fact, most of them coming now are military-age males, as I understand. Here's China expert and commentator Gordon Chang discussing this with host Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business. Play soundbite three, please. Some of the uh, uh, the Border Patrol uh, agents, sources of mine, have told me that they're apprehending people who appear to be engineers. You know, smart, wealthy Chinese coming. I, I just wonder if they're actually escaping uh, the the upset in, in, from Chinese leadership or are they actually being directed to come in? The the Chinese apprehensions are up 1300 percent year over year at the southern border, Gordon. Yeah, there are certain Chinese coming in that are really disturbing, and that is that Michael Yan, the great war correspondent who's down at the Darien Gap, reports packs, packs of Chinese male, males of military age, unattached to family groups, pretending not to speak English. These exactly. are probably saboteurs who are coming in on the first day of war with Asia. In Asia, I think that we're going to see acts of sabotage, assassinations, detonation of bombs, starting wildfires. Um, and the Biden administration is paying no attention to this at all. This is unbelievable. Gordon, what you're saying is so important right now. We're going to keep a spotlight on those apprehensions. You're right. That's exactly what I'm hearing. And those millions flooding across our borders are, along with the deadly fentanyl, whose constituents are made in China, that's killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. All this is being trafficked by the cartels and communist China. There's a huge amount of money being made by all this madness. So why would China's boy, Biden, want to do anything to stop it? Here again, crazy as it seems, is a method to Biden's madness. It could be just my own natural suspicion about the true intentions of those in positions of power and leadership in our government these days, but I found it oddly coincidental that right after a secretive trip to China by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, Central Intelligence Agency Chief William Burns last May, the CCP leader Xi Jinping began a purge of top CCP officials, among them Qinggang the newly installed foreign minister, excuse me if I didn't pronounce that correctly, and defense minister, I believe it's Li Shanfu, as well as leaders of the CCP's rocket force, and others are said to be under suspicion. Now it's being reported that Chingan is dead. Here's more from this from NTD.com's China in Focus program, December 7th. Please play soundbite four. And back to China, reports a missing ex-foreign minister Qing Gan is dead by either suicide or torture. 
That's according to Politico, citing two people with access to top Chinese officials. They say Qing died in late July at a military hospital in Beijing. That's around the same time Qing was removed from his ministerial post. In October, China's former defense minister Li Shanfu also got ousted two months after he disappeared from public view. China's opaque political system makes it difficult to uncover information about officials. More and more people today are waking up to the serious threats the CCP poses to the USA and, for that matter, the rest of the world. An article appearing on Britain's DailyMail.com, November 27, detailed a new report from the U.S. House of Representatives Select Committee on China. The headline of the article reads, China's growing espionage and propaganda threat in the U.S., colon. Congress warns America that Congress warns America has little grasp at how deep the Communist Party's influence has infiltrated communities across the nation. And in their subheadlines, they state China spends billions on the United Front system each year and has a deep operation within the U.S. The United States has no direct analog, and the U.S. government has struggled to counter United Front work with traditional counterintelligence. The article begins, quote, the U.S. has little grasp of how deep China's network of espionage and influence operations runs through the nation. A dire warning from Congress has revealed. The Communist Chinese Party's presence on American soil has already revealed itself in the network of secret police stations in major cities and the little red classrooms, as they're called, in kindergartens. Now, members of the bipartisan House China Select Committee have released a memo detailing how the U.S. has failed to combat Beijing's infiltration, and it could get worse. The threat comes from the United Front, a political strategy Xi Jinping has called his magic weapon. It's the plan the CCP uses to influence beyond its circle without the information appearing to come directly from the Chinese government. China spends billions on the United Front system each year. United Front is affiliated with some 600 groups in the U.S., according to a 2020 news report there, that, that, are at regular, that are in regular touch with the CCP. United Front work damages U.S. interests through legal and illegal technology transfer, surveillance of Chinese diaspora communities, promotion of favorable narratives about the PRC through ostensibly independent voices, and the neutralization or harassment of critics of the CCP the new report found, end quote. And it goes on, but what the article and congressional report did not discuss, as far as I could see, were allegations of CCP interference in the 2020 and later U.S. elections in the form of massive cyber attacks on U.S. electronic voting equipment that reportedly flipped millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden and from Trump-endorsed candidates to those favored by the CCP and American political left. You can find more information about this on the websites frankspeech.com, franksocial.com, theamericanreport.org, and elsewhere. I've been talking for some time about the evidence of these cyber attacks, along with that of other election and vote fraud with paper ballots. I feel vindicated with the recent publication of the new book, Invisible Treason in America. To its credit, billionaire Jeff Bezos' Amazon.com is allowing the book to be sold there for now just $7. I paid 
almost twice that for it when I when it first came out, but it's been reduced in price, and I highly recommend people get this book if you're concerned about this. The authors of the book are retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McKinney, retired U.S. Army Major Paul E. Vallely, Mary Fanning, John D. Trudell, and Ray DiLorenzo. General McKinney has featured has been featured prominently on video documentaries on frankspeech.com and has appeared on many other internet sites. And Mary Fanning is one of the operators of the website, theamericanreport.org. She is also featured in documentaries on frankspeech.com. On the back of the book's cover is included a warning from General McKinney. Quote, on November 2, 2020, McKinney went on the Steve Bannon War Room. That's a program on Real America's Voice Network on the Internet. He, McKinney, said Biden would win because Democrats were going to use a CIA special access program called Hammer and Scorecard to steal the election for President Trump. Read the book. Tell your friends. Close quote. McKinney has related that President Trump and other government officials have been briefed on Hammer and Scorecard, but are prohibited from speaking about it due to U.S. national security and secrecy statutes. I'd like to finish today's program with, by reading from sections of two chapters of the book, chapter three titled Hammer and Scorecard and chapter four titled Stolen Election 2020. So to begin with, chapter three here, Hammer and Scorecard. And again, this is from the book, Hidden, Invisible Treason in America. Pardon me just one moment. Okay, I had to get my spectacles here. To begin, this is a story of treason and sedition. It is the story of the coup d'etat that ensured to that ensued to cover up the Obama administration's illegal use of the hammer to spy on Donald Trump. Now, this I'm diverting here a little bit from the book, but the hammer is solely a multi-million dollar supercomputer which has enormous powers of surveillance and it's been alleged that people in the CIA and, and FBI and others possibly in the government use this to illegally spy on Americans for the purpose of blackmail. But anyway, moving on with the book. <clears throat> uh, it is a story you will not hear or see on any mainstream media outlet. Why? Because they're owned by the establishment which has all this money with China and so on and so forth. We have heard much about Hammer and Scorecard these last few years. Considering that few understand it and its effects on our lives, for example, the 2020 election, we should obtain at least a working knowledge of what it is and what it has done. The Hammer is a surveillance supercomputer. It was used to conduct illegal and unconstitutional government data harvesting and wiretapping. Along with its software application, Scorecard, the CIA used it to alter election results without detection, according to CIA whistleblower Dennis Montgomery. Now, he's the one who supposedly built this thing for the, for the government. And he's under a lifetime gag order after making uh, whistleblower complaints to the government about it. Along with its, going back to the book here, along with its software application, oh, wait, 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 military sources reveal exclusively to Mary Fanning of the American Report 
that the hammer was a was a powerful foreign surveillance tool that helped to keep America safe after 9-11. Under the CIA's charter, the agency is tasked with foreign intelligence collection and is prohibited from domestic surveillance. Nevertheless, government agencies have become political, politicized and weaponized to enable outcomes that our foreign and domestic enemies desire. The outcomes now pursued are to compromise the security of our country and to allow a paradigm shift away from the sovereignty of our country. Those in power now see America as simply a wheel cog. The big wheel is the new world order. You've heard that bandied about quite a bit, haven't you? Back to the book. Despite safeguards designed to prevent U.S. officials and government contractors from turning this powerful foreign surveillance system against the American people, Nefarious political operatives used the hammer to spy on Americans and affect elections. Note, the Americans spied upon were not suspected of any crime. These Americans were simply the political opposition. That is precisely what happened under the Obama administration. The primary operatives were John Brennan, James Clapper, and Barack Obama. Now, if you don't know, John Brennan was the former head of the CIA under Obama. James Clapper was the director of national intelligence under Obama. They turned hammer and scorecard on the American people, the book continues. According to Montgomery, Obama, Brennan, and Clapper were spying not only on Donald Trump, but also on the U.S. Supreme Court justices, on on U.S. Supreme Court justices, Article III judges, senators, and other high-profile Americans, ignoring any requirements for search warrants. Montgomery described it as, quote, blackmail and leverage, unquote. A, a, quote, blackmail and leverage, unquote, operation. The communist Democrats would not allow another 2016 election where Hillary won the popular vote but fell short of electoral votes. Thankfully, our electoral college worked in 2016, not allowing what our founders feared, mob rule. However, in 2020, the communist Democrats would not take any chances because of Trump. They were already behind schedule for their great reset. Obama's transformation and destruction of America. That's a term that's also used widely by the World Economic Forum and so on and so forth. Getting back to the book, the CIA is in the business of dirty tricks. Speak ill of them, and they will get their pound of flesh. And then they quote, the book quotes uh, the famous quote from Chuck Schumer, uh, quote, let me tell you, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you, close quote. Senator Schumer told MSNBC's Rachel Maddow. The permanent, and the book continues, the permanent Washington Donald Trump was suspect, was suspect from the beginning. Two, I'm sorry, two permanent Washington Donald Trump was suspect from the beginning. He is an outsider, independent, not part of the swamp. The Was- Washington despises outsiders. Worse, he owes D.C. no favors. Trump had much to learn of the backstabbing and political intrigue in Washington. Foreign entities were not happy with Trump. He was a nationalist. He was for America first, and every act of his administration evinced that, evidenced that. And it goes on. I wanted to, let's see here, a um, couple of other things here. Um, there's quite a bit here. I, I don't want to get buried. I'm getting, uh, we're getting behind in time. Let me um, switch over here. Uh, it is interesting that at some point in here, uh, McKinney and the, and the other authors state that the source code for the hammer and scorecard ended up in China. 
Now, as I understand it, the source code is what is needed to build and operate the hammer and scorecard. So in other words, and Mike Lindell of the websites frankspeech.com and franksocial.com has said the Chinese Communist Party has a copy of the hammer and scorecard. This would enable have enabled them to make these massive cyber attacks on U.S. election equipment. Well, it, it goes on, but uh, jumping to the next chapter now, the stolen election 2020. To begin, quote, as we look back on the chronicles of our great republic, specific events and dates become prominent in people's minds. Pearl Harbor, the JFK assassination, and 9-11 are at the top. But quickly coming into dominance is the stolen 2020 election and the catastrophic, still unresolved chain of events that followed and continues to this day. And they go on with a number of uh, statements about January 6th and all this other stuff. And they talk about how, you know, you may have known uh, Trump was well ahead in the battleground states as he was doing very well all over the country. Well, there's some states that were Biden won clearly, but uh, they... Then everybody stopped counting in the critical swing states. And suddenly, later on, in that night, on that night, early next morning, thousands, thousands, thousands of votes began pouring in for Joe Biden, and he wound up being handed the presidency. Very strange stuff, of course, but it's hard to look scans at this other stuff here, although I know the, the, the mainstream media establishment tries to do that. But um, anyway, it makes the case that this was all... Uh, fraud, basically, and very highly organized and participating in by thousands of people. And it says not one state has had a complete audit because the Democrats will not let that happen. If you notice, it's been fighting and also the Republicans. The Republicans are, have gone along with it so many times. I mean, they, you have to ask yourself, you know, that's what I have said before, it seems to me we need to do a party here, but it's too late before the all-important 2020 election to change and, and get rid of these some of these people. They also talk about how Carrie Lake, <clears throat> candidate for governor in Arizona, said she had 38,000 votes taken from her and moved to Hobbs. This is their establishment candidate, Katie Hobbs, who was ultimately given the governorship in Arizona governor's race. Fortunately, Carrie is contesting her election but with great courage, but she's not getting very far. The courts all seem to be against her, most of them. <clears throat> If we are wrong, and that should be easy, and that if we are wrong, that should be easily shown. Well, what he said is, Carrie Lake had thirty thousand votes taken from her and moved to Hobbs in the Arizona government. Fortunately, Carrie is contesting the election with great courage. If we are wrong, that should be easily shown by debunked. That's a book that was put out on this. Two thousand mules. That's the Dinesh D'Souza's famous uh, uh, video on the election. Absolute proof. These are a series of. Uh, Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, and Absolute Peril. These are documentaries put out on um, frankspeech.com. Plus the information we described above earlier in the chapter of this that was available to Vice President Pence to contest using the Electoral Act of 1887. Stealing an election is treason. Those involved should be forced to take a polygraph, including Biden, Obama, Trump, Brennan, and Clapper. Does anybody believe that Biden is running the country? There is a treasonous group of domestic enemies who have seized power. They have cooperated with the Chinese on election interference, violating our Constitution, open borders, critical race theory, a Marxist ideology, and giving up energy independence, which no nation in history has done going back to biblical times, are all violations of the Constitution. 
they must be held accountable. And they go on with descriptions of treason and how the founders of the company country had difficulty in coming to terms with it as they were committing treason against the British government at that time in founding our republic. There's a lot of other good immaterial here. I really highly recommend people do pick up this book and look at it if you're concerned about this, what's happening. Most people at this point are blithely unaware of what could be coming and what I believe is absolutely coming. As I've said numerous times, Trump can hold all the PAC rallies he wants and polls, those that aren't rigged, like our elections, can continue to show his astounding lead over Biden. But it doesn't make any difference. If our corrupt establishment want to keep cheating, they can elect Vladimir Lenin's corpse president if they want to. Since there's been no significant accountability for all their election fraud, why should they be worried about continuing all this? And as I've also said before, if we have enough real uncompromised Republicans in our state legislators, legislatures in next year's election to ensure real election integrity, they must take over their respective states' corrupt local vote counting centers and ensure that their state's election laws are observed and enforced and get rid of electronic voting equipment or at least make it available for true forensic post-election inspection and audits. Under the U.S. Constitution, our courts have no jurisdiction to dictate otherwise, as some of them did in recent past elections. And you may have been familiar where the, I think it was the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania told them they could keep counting votes for two days after the election, after election day. And it's been alleged by citizens groups that 120,000 more votes were received and counted in Pennsylvania in 2020 than there are registered voters in the state. And also some 340,000 more votes. Is it 340 or is it 430,000? Hundreds of thousands more votes were received and counted in New York State than there are registered voters in that state. And in one of these cases, a citizens group turned that said they turned that information over to the federal government, but of course nothing is being done with it. Do you wonder why? That's all for another show. As always, we hope you found our content today of interest and value. You can... Listen to a podcast of today's show when it's posted soon on the Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Of course, again, two weeks from now, the same time slot with another live show. Have a great rest of your day and evening.